If you guys didn't know, hey. this is the Takes It Took, a movie podcast. Yes. <laughs> Hey yo, hey. Transformers, gonna hit him with the Transformer. <laughs> a really good rhyme. Thanks. I was yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hello, welcome back to our podcast. We talk about movies today. We're going to be talking about the indie film Transformers. Never heard of it. Um, the hit indie student film Transformers. The second one. Uh, the the first one. The third one. The yeah the second one made the, in two thousand seven. The fifth one. This. What are they on? Which one? Um, they are. They've done five. The sixth one's coming out this year. Wait, are you Although counting Bumblebee? Bumblebee? Not counting Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Which is so in the under the Transformers banner in the title, they've done five. But Bumblebee's like a spinoff thing, prequel. Wait, they're, they're still doing another one? Well, they're doing yeah. Like they've primal. got like Primal because they used to have a series, an animated series called Beast Wars that I watched as a kid. And uh, if you've ever seen animation from Beast Wars. Beast Wars is some of the worst stuff you've it's ever janky. seen. I was like, I think Miles has seen it. It's awful. It's oh. like early 3D animation kind of oh, stuff. Okay. So it's just like, ooh. Yeah. Garbo. Yikes. Yeah. But I loved it. I didn't care as a kid. But they they transform into animals. So there's like a gorilla and a cheetah and a spider and uh-huh. Oh, and you a know rat. what? The, <laughs> this is kind of ringing a bell. Yeah. Like, I think I probably saw commercials for and it or something goes, as a kid. Beast Wars. Yeah. It had a cool riff. But um, but before the, we get well, the one that. before that was like medieval, right? They had like swords and shit. You mean of the new movies? Yeah. Yeah. The Last Night yeah. was that one. That was, yes, yeah, swords and stuff. And then, yeah, they had one where they had like dinosaurs and like dragons. Yeah. Yeah. So. In Transformers? Yeah, yeah. One of them is it's either the fifth or the fourth one where it the actually the beginning the opening is like medieval times, so it's like knights fighting each other, and then a transformer shows up. And... Okay, you know what? I'll be honest. Sounds kind of cool. Sounds pretty sick. I'll be okay. I'll be honest. As long as you shut your brain off and you just submit yourself to robots fighting, it's enjoyable. It's, it's pretty sick. <laughs> it, it, it can be a good time. You remember all this is literally to sell toys, but everything else. True. Yes, we'll get into that. But before we get there. We have a segment where we talk about movies we've seen lately. Keep you guys up to speed with what we're watching. Movies watch the hottest and we latest the hottest, of movies. Uh-huh. And the Newest, coldest. Hottest, juiciest, voluptuousest. And the, the movie that is fresh into theaters that I watched recently was mm. uh, the 1996 movie Jack. Jack. <laughs> right. Oh, hot Jack. off the sack. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, Jack is... <sighs> A movie directed by the man who gave us The Godfather, the man who gave us Apocalypse Now, the man who gave us FFC. The Conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, this. Oh, I had the conversation with my dad, <laughs> not the person you're talking about. Mm. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Francis Ford Coppola directed this movie called Jack, which stars Robin Williams. And the whole premise is that Robin Williams, when he was born, he was born like premature, but he was like a, a full grown baby. And they just dis- they discover that he ages four times quicker, 
quicker. So basically, by the time he's ten years old, he he's Robin Williams. So he's like he's, a full grown forty year old man, the hairiest man who ever lived, mm. gorilla man Robin Williams, and now, with the brain of a ten year old. Yeah. Um, yes. And and you know, going into this, sorry to jump in, Mariah. No, I'm go just going to add a little tad bit. Being like, you, you see this movie on Disney Plus, you would think it's a comedy. I think they just they missed the mark on like every aspect in this movie. Um, one of the things I will say is that Robin Williams plays it as somebody with who's not just ten, but somebody who's like, um, got a disability, mayhaps. Mm. And then it goes from like that to like a six year old to then like a ten year old. Like his performance is really inconsistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. First of all, that was like one of the big problems I had. There, okay, there are a lot of things wrong with it, but it basically just missed the mark. And what should have been funny was, n- like, like the premise you can play around with, and it just was. Yeah. This big melodrama that just did not work. I for think me. a better option that's very similar to this would be Adam Sandler's Billy Madison, where mm. he's got to go back through school. Where that, where it's like it's the same concept of like, okay, we take a full grown man acting like a child with children. Yeah. But it it works. In this one it does not it work. It does not at all. And so basically he's going he also um Bill Cosby's in it. Oh, oh, Bill Cosby's his tutor. And the whole thing is that he's like homeschooled because um his parents are like scared about what other kids will say about their 40-year-old child. Yeah. And um then he wants to go to school so he goes to school and oh he makes friends and blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah. And then, and then there's bits where women hit on him and yeah, they hit and because they think he he's gets, a man, and he gets the dirty magazines for his friends because like they don't ID him and and stuff like that. Uh, overall, batshit insane. I don't know why Francis Ford Coppola did this movie. Yikes! Yeah, so that's that's what I watched. That's a yikes. <laughs> yeah, and again, this man gave us some of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. And then to drop just a stinky, stinky one like this is just kind of incredible. And a reminder that even even the biggest names can sometimes have misses so it's okay if not all of your stuff are hits guys mm-hmm. okay yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's the lesson to take away from this yeah all right that's that's all i'm gonna say about it all right well i did watch a relatively new movie i watched the second black panther how was it mid mm. it was very mid like i don't really want to get too deep into it because it's still kind of new but i guess you're watching movie po- you're listening to a movie podcast so you don't like What'd it you expect be bad I guess, but uh, my main qualm, my main qualm with this is effectively it's Wakanda versus this new Mayan empire that lives underwater. Mm-hmm. So like, kind of like Atlantis, but not really. The dude Namor, I think his name is Namor, Namor, who's the main bad guy of Atlantis, is like, you know, hey, you inadvertently God. let the normal people near our home so fuck you like if you don't give us the scientist that yeah is from like america then we're gonna go to war with you they they like try and strong arm wakanda into fixing their problem yeah or else they'll kill them if they don't do it and then they also can't tell the rest of the world that they exist under the water yeah and so after namor kills a bunch of innocent people including children mm-hmm. Uh, and the oh, queen. He's so sympathetic. He's so, oh. uh, and the queen. So it's now just like the the teenage girl. I forget her name. I know the Shuri? actress's name. Yeah, but... yeah. Is Shuri. That the character then? Yeah. Shuri? So Shuri becomes the queen, and she becomes Black Panther after. <clears throat> and then they're fighting, and she's like, "All right, you want to be friends? You want to be buddies? And we can just like not be at war." And I was like, 
it's it's a very I don't know if that's it's the, the very response. tired sort of concept of like revenge is bad. Revenge doesn't get you anything. You need to be like kind, which is like okay, not to say that's not a valid take. Yeah, it's just like we've seen it a lot, especially in these Marvel things, and it's just like okay, he he did commit a nine eleven. So so Marvel, not Marvel. I'm saying Wakanda like yeah. essentially takes the fall for everything that the yeah. secret people did just to like keep them safe. It's yeah. it's super goofy. Yeah, like literally nothing bad happens to Namor after everything he's done. No. Hmm. So interesting. Anyway, yeah. All Great right, movie. Stefan, what have you seen? Um, I'll make this one quick. I watched a lot of things, but I watched this movie called Shoot the Moon. It's essentially about it's a divorce movie. It's about this author played by Albert Finney and Diane Keaton. Their family in turmoil. He's kind of a a typical sort of explosive man with anger issues. You know, kind of <laughs> making me think of my childhood. Um, and they have, they have issues and they divorce and he's just loud. There's a lot of loud and yelling and he sort of blows up a lot of times. Does he kick a hole through a door? Um, No, he throws plates. (laughs) He does break through the front door, toss the wife outside and lock her outside. And he goes, how do you like being locked out of your house? Yeah. So I'm going to cut, you know, cover a couple of moments here. So if this is a movie you're interested in watching, then don't listen to me. But yeah, there's, there's this bit where he breaks into a home. Locks the wife out, goes in and starts spanking the child because she's because he's mad at her, and the other kids are trying to tear him off, and then this whole ordeal ends. I didn't realize this, but like I also I read the script for class too. Um, he's not just spanking her; he's beating her with a hanger. Okay, he is beating her with a hanger. Yeah, yeah. and then and then it has this weird commentary of like, oh, like forgive your father, <laughs> and it was like what? And and then like yeah, people are are mad at the daughter for like not forgiving him, or he's mad, and it's just it's really bizarre. This is mega spoilers because this is what happens at the end. But by the way, so Diane Keaton has also been seeing Peter Weller, who's RoboCop. That's the actor. But anyways, at the end, Albert Finney like helps him reconcile the daughter who ran away, and like oh she forgives him, and they all come back. They're having a party, and they're like oh you should stay a while. And he's like yeah, this is cool, and everyone's all happy. And he gets in his car, and he does donuts. <laughs> And then he crashes into the house and he starts like tearing down like the tennis court and he's crashing into people. He's trying to like run people over. And then Peter Weller tears him out of his car and just beats the shit out of him. And then everyone's like, Peter Weller, why'd you do that? And he's like, what? And then the wife and kids run over to them and they're like, oh, honey. And then it ends. Yeah, people sometimes deserve to be punished. It was just kind of a bizarre movie. Um, like I get where they're going at, and like in hindsight, yeah, I guess it wasn't his character because the one thing they showed us was that he was prone to explosive outbursts. So like, I guess they could have expected it, but it at the same time felt. You know what? I'll give it to him. I I didn't expect the yeah, ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a crazy wild movie. Yeah, but but not the crazy wild movie we're gonna be watching. Not I mean, the crazy wild about. movie. We're gonna be talking about Transformers. And Lincoln Park and toilet humor and explosions and cars and Megan Fox and Can I tell you about my my favorite part of the movie real quick? Yeah, go ahead. My favorite part of the movie in the entire thing is when Bumblebee pisses on a man. Yes, on John Turturro. My least favorite parts. When he pisses and I just mm-hmm. thought ah, it's gonna be so. And Michael warm Bay was sitting in the writing room and he went, You know what'd be funny if they pissed. They pissed. If we on have him. two pee jokes in this movie. If one masturbation joke, uh-huh. if Bumblebee oh, God, that bit was jokes, so uncomfortable, that would be funny. If Bumblebee whips out his robocock, there is nothing and, there. It's just a hole. It pisses on a man. Because we just talked about robocop, hearing you say robocop. 
Robocop. <laughs> yeah, it's the same syllables. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Transformers, let's get a summary going. Okay. And I'll, make this quick. I will start. Um, can I start? We don't, yeah. we don't okay. need a lot of the details. Okay, yeah, because it is just a lot of explosions. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Qatar, yeah. In the military. Middle East. Decepticon shows up. But it's not... It's well, it a uh, thing wow. shows up. <laughs> oh. A helicopter shows up, but it's actually a Decepticon. Oh, okay. And then he tries to steal data, which honestly should probably not be like top secret since it's just like a dude's mission to the Arctic. But I guess it is secret for some reason. And then they fuck around for a little bit and they leave after a bunch of people died. And then it goes to uh, Shia LaBeouf and he goes and he gets a car. And it's actually Bumblebee, but he doesn't know it yet. And then his car gets stolen by Bumblebee, who is the car. And then he freaks out because he sees Bumblebee be a big old robot. And then more robots show up. And then he hits on a lady. And then... um, And then... <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Right. Okay. And then basically the government realizes, oh, these robots are from outer space. What the fuck are they doing here? And then they're like, we need to find this guy, Sam Witwicky. And that's Shia LaBeouf, by the way. And then basically they go to the Hoover Dam and they're like, oh, look, the Decepticons are here because they're trying to free Megatron and get this cube thing that will destroy the world. The Decepticons will use it. The Decepticons are going to use this cube to like control the cube. Uh, (laughs) To control like the technology and just kill all the humans. And so um, then all the Decepticons show up because they find out where they are. And then they all just drive to L.A. to have the big battle. Mm. And then they fight in the streets. And then Optimus is like, Sam, put the the cube in my chest chest to kill me so I can be a sacrifice. And then he's like, no. And then he puts it into Megatron's chest. And then um, they all live happily ever after. Mm. But if you want to see the new Transformers about animals, skip it. Watch the first one. There's a scorpion there's a scorpion. Scorpionock. 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 Scorpion robot. That's uh that's basically the movie. And then in between there's a lot of explosions, shooting, yelling, screaming, pissing. A lot of pissing. male gaze shots on Megan Fox's a lot of body. Oddly yeah. sex driven jokes and visuals. I can just say right now, this movie was not aimed at me in any way, shape, no. or form. This movie was no. made for Young kids, yeah. and boy, was I the target demographic. I was pinpoint precisely exactly <laughs> what they wanted, and I loved this movie when I was a kid. This movie was a favorite. I told Mariah this when I was little. I had a little flip phone, and I would record the first 10 minutes of the movie because that's all my phone could handle storage space, and then I would just watch that on my flip phone like at school you or at buy, swim meets and stuff. You pirated the first 10 <laughs> minutes. In the first 10 minutes, I would just watch it on my phone. Because I loved it, especially with the helicopter and he comes to the military base and he shoots you. Dude, those like like fucking hypersonic rounds he was using were crazy. They're cool. They're cool robots and they transform. What's what's not to like about that? And then the little guy is throwing out little ninja stars. Then he humps the lady's leg. Yeah. And once you know it in the later movies, there's only more humping. Uh huh. Yeah, they increased really? the hump jokes. Yeah. Damn. You got dogs, robots, dogs, people doing it. Crazy. But Transformers. Uh, I don't know how about you, but these were toys. These were toys. Did you know that? These were toys. Well, mm-hmm. I watched the 
toys that made us the, the toys that made i us knew you were gonna say that yeah yeah i was going to i'd seen it a long time ago but um decided i didn't want to talk about the toys too much for this because there's a lot to talk about with the movie but essentially the toys were um japanese they're made by a company called takara and yeah. uh they were purchased and by hasbro in 84 and then rebranded as transformers and then they had like marvel writers sort of come up with names and backstories for the characters that's that's essentially how the toys began and originated. Um, they were originally designed by Shoji Kawamori. So shout out to you, Shoji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, effectively, this all started from a, a toy. A series. toy company. Yes. In fact, close your eyes. Okay. It's 2003. I'm Hasbro, four years old. Hasbro is dying. They're <laughs> withering because because actions action figure sales just aren't what they used to be. Kids nowadays are playing with their future toys, video games. We, we can't we can't get the kids to buy toys like they used to how do we do this we need a movie reboot oh we make a movie reboot we'll get the money back oh we'll get the money back so producer don murphy he talks with hasbro and he says okay let's reboot the popular 80s cartoon series gi joe and they're like excellent let's do it gi joe we're in i love gi and then uh, I'm Hasbro, by the way, and then oh, and, 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 I'm dying Hasbro. Got yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. But know. but now GI Joe's coming, so you're you're full of life. Um, oh, GI oh, Joe. Oh, I love. And then and then and then, it, and then it's it's you know in 2001, uh, something funny happened, uh, and and um, something in, was initiated called the War on Terror. Yeah. In response to something, and uh, in 2003, when GI Joe was was in talks to be made uh the invasion of iraq began mm. i don't know if you're familiar with this we the united states led a, a coalition to overthrow saddam hussein and the iraqi government um despite Thanks, having Bush. nothing to do with the 2001 attacks or possession of wmds anyways this was going on and they said wait a second gi joe movie don't taste too good now that doesn't People aren't happy about. Let's what's read going the room. Let's put a spoonful in my in my mouth right now. A little bitter. The spoonful of sugar sour. does not go down. It's not. It's not hitting. So they went. Okay. It ain't it. Robots. Cheap. Transformers. We'll do Transformers. That's going to be better. And then they do Transformers, and they make it just as military. Yeah, <laughs> as it is Joe pretty is military. Be. And you can thank Michael Bay for that. So, anyways, Don Murphy and Tom DeSanto were producers. They teamed up together. They shopped around a script, and they got Paramount and DreamWorks on board, and they Damn. split the cost together. But anyways, these two men, they wrote a script, uh, and they were trying to make it a little more serious. And one thing they really wanted was they make it a disaster movie. And you kind of get that vibe where it's like aliens are here, and it's them like discovering aliens are here rather than them just showing up and everyone being okay with it. Mm-hmm. They wanted this thing where it's like, oh, what's going on? Like, what, what's about the aliens? So disaster movie premise. Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi were brought on to rewrite the script. And uh, once you know it, Steven Spielberg there was, he is. was brought on to executive produce the movie. And, that, uh, that one shocked me at the end when I saw his yep, name. Yep, he was involved in this. And uh, he would critique the writers a lot, as he does when he produces. And he told them the premise should be about a boy in his car, which is a very Spielberg piece of advice Yes, it is. Yeah. And... Um, He's just a boy. And they said, no, bring in more military, more explosions, more guns. Yes. Well, more. that doesn't come until Michael Bay yes. appears. Oh, okay. See, the original, the original script was actually much more 
was much more much more friendly and much more kind of they took a lot of inspiration from et again because spielberg and close encounters from the third kind again because spielberg so it's supposed to be a lot more <laughs> campy yeah, friendly um and robert orsi wanted to examine what a car represents in the united states and then spielberg asked michael bay to direct spielberg said michael bay was born to die direct transformers and bay in response said I'm not doing that silly movie. It sounds like a stupid toy movie. <laughs> However, Bay worked at Lucasfilms when he was 15. What? And he would file storyboards. And he filed the storyboards for Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he said when he was filing those storyboards, he thought that movie was going to be awful. He thought it would suck. And then he saw it in theaters and he said, oh, this is great. I want to be a filmmaker. Huh. And so, because he hearkened back to his childhood, he said, I just want to work with Spielberg. I don't really care what it is, so I'm going to do this stupid toy movie. So, that's how that happened. Interesting. And and because he wasn't really into it, they, they shipped him off to Hasbro headquarters to try and get him into the Transformer spirit. Um, <laughs> and he did sort of find some gumption for it. He, he really liked the old art because he's really into Japanese anime. What a fucking weeb. So, he's a weeb. Miles, could you explain what a weeb is? <clears throat> a weeb is a... Westerner, uh, often very white, uh, who is infatuated with Japanese culture and art. Yeah, so that's that's a uh, that's Michael Bay for you. Um, yeah. He was like, oh, the Japanese anime, the Japanese animation. He liked that. Uh, he also did say though, he saw he the probably, first. He probably does have a body pillow of Hatsune Miku. Probably, he's <laughs> probably got five body pillows uh-huh. of different um, anime women. I don't believe Just he's married. Just he contemplates. I don't think he's, he's married. married. I don't know oh, if he has kids. Oh, definitely yeah. has a body pillow. Yeah, that's how you know. He's got the ones where it's like the first, like one side is clothed <laughs> and then the other <laughs> side the is other not. the other side's like, yeah, not safe. Anyways. Also, look up the recent photo of Michael Bay contemplating. His face looks like a brick. He's He looks very strange. It's very weird. Um, anyways, there's a 1986 movie. It's on his Instagram. There's a 1986 animated movie, The Transformers, that Michael Bay said he watched the first 15 minutes of, and uh, he said he wanted to put a gun to his head, which, screw you, Michael Bay. It's a good movie. Orson Welles voices Unicron. It's got Optimus Prime. He like dies a unicorn? No, he's a giant planet. He's a Transformer, but he's a planet. It's a planet unicron that transforms. Unicron Unicorn? I did say Unicron. I know. I'm just saying it's really close. You're, yeah, that's the bit, because he's got horns. Oh, okay. You guys just don't understand the, the, the implicacy. He's sitting. Yeah, this Miles is probably looking at the photo right now. He's like relaxing. Oh, this one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he, do be, he looks so weird. He do be looking kind of weird. Um, if you guys are interested in what picture we're looking Search at, just Michael oh Bay contemplating. You can Why also does find he look like that? on his Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> Michael Bay, he's on. He's brought on in 2005, and he immediately found the script that they had to Kitty. And he wanted to make it badass and edgy and military to appeal to the younger audience. Which he did. Um, and uh, it worked. It got me. It hooked me as a little kid. I went, ooh, guns and robots and explosions. I didn't really care about the women. But ooh, guns and robots uh-huh. and explosions. Uh, <sighs> and uh, Bay, I'm going to just take a moment to sort of explain to you how Bay is as a director. Uh, he described himself on set as your worst nightmare basketball coach. And everyone on set, the actors sort of unanimously state that he is very high energy and he might eat you alive if you can't keep up with him. You know oh. what? Uh, that sounds horrible. Yes. I want to see an edit of 
Um, Michael Bay eating somebody? <clears throat> well, you know the picture of the Titan eating the Greek gods? It's the one where he's like... Saturn devouring his child? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say uh, Francisco Goyo. Goyo de Francisco or something like that. You're looking at me like I would know. Um, I want to see that, but Michael Bay's face. Michael Bay, that's good. I'll try and come up with that. Anyways, he shoots fast, hard, and he really likes to use a megaphone. He just yells at his actors through a megaphone all the time. Oh, God, that sucks. And he'll chase after him and go... And then uh, one bit they did on the Transformers set is they got a bunch of fake megaphones at the end and they threw them at him. Michael Bay is a great guy. We hate him. Is that something they said? Is that something you're saying? No, that's something I'm saying. Uh, Although there was a poem written by somebody on set of Transformers that was leaked. I couldn't find the poem, but apparently the poem was um, about how they blame DreamWorks for giving Michael Bay too much power on set. Uh, So because I couldn't find it, I made one. Um, Wants things done his way. Autobots urinate. Michael Bay fake fan. That's a haiku for you. That was pretty good. I like that a lot. Hold on, hold on. And and now we have to... Oh, Michael Bay. But far more (laughs) than how awful he was to his actors, he was awful to his actors, uh, specifically women. Aside from the male gaze that we see with the cameras and the cinematography, he would often body shame and make sexist remarks. (laughs) <laughs> Megan Fox claimed publicly that Bay was like Hitler in his control, to which he responded by publishing three letters written by anon- anonymous production members on the second Transformers movie, calling her Miss Sourpuss, porn star, unfriendly bitch, and dumb as a rock. Yikes! He's, he's not a... Uh, we don't like him. And also Rachel Taylor, who played the Australian girl in the first movie, in the first Transformers. I forget her character's name. She was quoted at one point saying, I challenged Michael Bay to direct one hour in heels, which was just kind of like a mm. show that he's not very I don't kind. Wanna, I don't want to skip over this because I'm frankly infuriated. No, yeah, no. He's, yeah. So because she called him out, mm. he released three letters. Holy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this guy sucks. Yeah, he sucks. This he sucks. He's, he's, he's a very machismo man and... I'll talk later about his treatment of Shia LaBeouf was not very good either. And it is a very different way, but he's just not particularly kind. And it's it's that machismo energy of like, you do what I say. Or because else, I'm the director. Because I'm the director. You <sighs> get kicked to the wayside kind of thing. I'm going to go. Yeah. I, he is basically everything that I don't like and yeah. don't want to be as a oh, filmmaker. Yeah. Even just as a person. He's, he's wanna... antithetical. Mm. You want to kill him? Ooh. Ooh, I'm not going to. S- say yes to that. I, I mean, we know where he lives. Ooh, bingo. Do we? Probably public. Let's just okay, nuke, okay. Let's um, just nuke wh- LA. Uh, let's no. not be on record saying this, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> wishing, wishing death upon this man. I'm not gonna say. I wish him irrelevance. Mm, yes. Like uh, Fred Durst. I am gonna cut his wiener off, though. <laughs> you hear that, Michael? We're coming. <laughs> I'm coming for your wiener, Michael. Anyways, we're going to move on. We're going to shift away from that for a little bit. We don't want to get bogged down with that. We'll come back to it. But we're going to talk about the designs. The designs of the Transformers. Essentially, there's a lot of Transformers to pick from. The TV series has a lot of characters, a lot of names. They essentially just pick the ones that the key filmmakers were into, particularly Michael Bay. RC was a female motorcycle in the original series that they were going to have in this movie. She's but- a new one. Yes, they eventually added her, but Bay didn't want her in this one because... Uh, He's he a sexist he- piece of shit. He didn't like her small frame. And he also didn't want to explain robot gender, which... But the thing is, you don't but, have to because they're fucking robots. They're robots, yeah. yeah. So 
don't know can rack that one up to just bay not liking women um you know what i will yeah Yeah, but he also said he also said listen if i do this i'm gonna redesign these things you might not like everything but i'm gonna do it my way or i'm not gonna do it yeah he probably would have redesigned the motorcycle to build fucking titties and something yeah yeah but um while they were designing the transformers hasbro was coming to them asking for the models because they wanted to get the toys in the production and so the movie production had not picked the designs for the robots yet and hasbro was like we need them because we're going to make toys out of them and so they had to go like oh, okay and so some of them a lot of the decepticons i think they were like okay whatever this design's going to work like they didn't refine it as long as other ones so that's interesting i thought the scorpion was pretty fucking sick the scorpion scorpionog is cool dude <laughs> did you know his 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 chest the little torso center that is the little engine. It's actually uh-huh. it's a helicopter engine uh-huh. because it came from the helicopter guy. It did. He did. Yeah, yeah it shoots he out his from, back, yeah. so it's it's a helicopter engine as the center of his body. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty neat, isn't it? It is pretty neat. Mario's not the demographic for this. <clears throat> no. Anyways, they wanted the Transformers to look more alien because in the original series they're like big blocky guys, and even their transformations aren't that complex. They just kind of like stand up and then lay down, and then they're a car. Yeah. And uh, Michael Bay said it would look boring and it would look fake and they needed to add more doodads and stuff. So they hired about like 25 concept artists and they start putting the stuff together. People specialize different parts like eyes and the face and legs. There's one guy who did just feet. Fuck, I feet wish I joke. had that job. <laughs> I wish I had the oh, feet job. God, I wish I could just look at <laughs> oh, feet all day. Buddy. Even if they're just robot feet. Oh, God. I, I wonder what robot it. feet smell like. <sighs> also... When designing them, they looked at a samurai armor for the looks, which in a weird way sort of brings it all the way back to the Japanese origins of of the toys and the weave, I guess. So look at that. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the Autobots have a lot of fun colors and Mm -hmm. Decepticons do not. Yeah, they're very gray and black. One way to differentiate them. Uh, Also, the Decepticons are like military stuff all the time Mm -hmm. and military vehicles are not fun colors. So... It's also just yeah, or a cop car that says what like protect and enslave. <laughs> it says to, yeah, what is it again? Like to corrupt and enslave, or like to to punish to and punish it. and enslave. And it's like yeah, and I was like, wow, very apt for the police. police. Car. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. I had um a bunch of this was mostly just to piss off Stefan and just be funny. Oh yeah. Um, I have a list of alternate names. Ooh. Um, for, for them, and for that one, his name was Cop Killer or Killer Cop. Yeah, it was Killer Cop. It makes was, more sense. It than was Cop. cop killer. Yeah, I know yeah. Cop Killer and Little Man. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a rap. Throughout group. this whole thing, I want you to say the names of them, like okay. your names, and I want to guess which one it is. Okay. okay. Uh, which one is Ramon? Ramon. Yeah. It's either the medic doctor, uh, the the, the medic ambulance. car, the ambulance, or the gun guy no it's optimus because he had flames on the side of his truck what? like ramon from cars cars oh my god speaking of optimus and his flames yeah when when it was first released that optimus prime would have flames the nerds not sorry pleased. nerds yeah we're not happy about this they weren't happy about a lot of the creative decisions of this movie which i understand and people were in a way i understand i get it he did change the designs incredibly so but i do think they work here and Optimus Prime, one of the reasons, though, they added flames is not just because it looked cool, but because red, he's red, traditionally, and red on camera does not 
always work, especially in the dark. And it would be hard to sort of differentiate colors on him. Mm. So by adding the blue, you'd, the red would be able to stand out better, like yeah. at, in the night scenes and stuff. They do Interesting. do a lot of night scenes. Yes. And I think there's, because they knew there'd be a lot of night scenes, they planned There's for one that. part where it's like day one shot and then the next shot is night, but there's, it's like the same scene. I want, I want to say there's like three times where a scene starts in golden hour and then ends at nighttime. Yeah. Now, we we'll talk about one of the best things about this movie, the animation. Mm-hmm. I think the animation is incredible. We're not talking about VFX right now. We're talking oh. about the animation, the way they move and do things. The animation is phenomenal. I think it's great. They did a lot of fun things to really utilize the potential of what it means for a robot to transform. One thing they did is they, you know, they keep the tires on the ground as long as possible. So if they're driving and they're transforming, you know, they keep the tires there so they can keep moving forward as they're they're shifting around and changing, which is pretty cool. And as we talked about, they're no longer doing the blocky, blocky versions of the TV series. Mm-hmm. They want to make them alien with a lot of moving parts. And there's a lot of moving parts. Simple movements like the wrist involved at least 17 different parts moving. That was just that was just to shift the wrist. In fact, I'll tell you, Optimus Prime had 10,000 pieces. Holy roughly. crap. Megatron, only like 2,000. Bumblebee, about 7,000. And Ironhide, supposedly, he was, he was the guy with the guns on his hands. Mm-hmm. He's the big pickup truck. He had like... Is he the one that like clapped and then it turned into a gun? That was Megatron. Oh. Hey. God. Ironhide apparently had Minus like 10,000 for his guns alone. Not, not including his, his being. It was very cool. And wait, wait. Is, is Ironhide one of the Decepticons? No. No. He's one of the Autobots. He's, he's got like a pug is, face. He's the one that... Gets mad because Mojo pees on yeah, his Yeah, he wants leg. to shoot the dog. And then he's like, these humans are annoying. Can I shoot them? And, and he wants to shoot Optimus the parents. Prime is like, you, you can't. <laughs> Got you it. You can't. Whoa. We don't care. Every day with this, you can't. <laughs> and he's like, well, I, what if? <sighs> I wish I could. But anyways. He's the most Decepticon of the. He is. The fact that he has to be reminded not to kill people tells you a lot about him. Yeah. But I think the animation in this movie is is. Very, very good. I think this is what really drew me to it as a kid is, and this is something that I lose in the later movies, is like with the transformation, there's like a rhythm to it. You know, there's a rhythm, there's a beat, there's, there's, you know, there's bits where it's like, you know, they jump, there's an anticipation, and then there's kind of a payoff blowout. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this bit where it's kind of like, a, it's like a breath, you know, they're like, <gasps> they transform and then phew, they're gone. And it, it's, it's a very good sort of movement to it that I, I think a lot of people don't notice or don't realize. I think it's fantastic. I think the way they animated it moved him. Speaking of Michael Bay, he really likes cars. He's a motorhead. No a way. Motorhead. He's and a, a weeb? A motorhead. Okay, that's like, Does he have an anime car? Maybe. Deja yeah. vu. If, in case you guys don't live in California, um, you'll see anime cars, cars with oh, anime yeah, stickers all anime over stickers. them. I mean, that's everywhere else, but you see it a lot here. Michael Bay really liked cars, and he got in touch with GM, which is General Motors, and they made a brand deal. And uh, this saved production about $3 million because GM would supply them with all the cars, and then all the cars they would blow up and throw around for the production. Mm. Like 200 plus cars that they they gave to the production of this film, Um, including uh, Bumblebee, the new Camaro version. That was like a prototype. That was not on the streets. That was not being sold. That was Damn. a new car. And it was like one of a kind. And so they'd be really careful with it. And Shia LaBeouf was like, I don't want to drive this thing. And they're like, you got to go faster around this turn. He's like, I don't want to like scuff up this Oh, Shia LaBeouf did his car. own driving? 
Uh, for some parts, not all of it, but yeah, they they made Shia LaBeouf do a lot. I'll get there. And they also they also had a really good deal with the U.S. military. Yeah, which no provided way. tons of equipment. You know, yeah. like jets, helicopters, tanks, trucks, uniforms, and men. But this was the largest support the military had ever given a movie since Black Hawk Down. And they even also let them use never before seen technology, like the F twenty two Raptor that Scar Scream is. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that had been filmed before. Oh, God. And so, in a weird way, I kind of feel like this movie was almost like an American military like flex, yeah, where well, they were like absolutely. showing the world, like, look what we have, yeah. And they they were very comfortable with um, showing off. They they had in the behind the scenes, they have Josh Duhamel, who is like the Lennox, I think his character's name is in the movie. Yeah, he's the captain. They guy. fly him in a T thirty eight jet for no reason, just for fun. They were just like <laughs> trained him to fly yeah. in this jet, and it, it seemed like it was just kind of like just showing off. Like yeah. what they have and the resources that they have. And the military actors went through training just outside Barstow. I say training because I looked at the footage. It was three days long. They didn't <laughs> really do any training. They just kind of like eight MREs and sat around in uniforms and like fired guns. Training. Like a rose night kind <laughs> training, of Training, yeah. yeah. You guys night. But outside of those guys, they actually did use a lot of active or veteran personnel a lot of the military which is really useful especially when they're using guns mm-hmm. and you have men who are trained to use guns you don't have to worry about your extras doing crazy things with them so yeah. i guess that's cool and a lot of the uniforms and stuff were supplied by the military so this movie is basically to recap a giant commercial for toys uh general motors cars and the industrial military complex all yeah. of my favorite things. That sounds about that right. That's all my favorite that actually things. Sounds boy, about right. did I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. Was like, oh, they're shooting guns and <laughs> explosions. It was really funny, like sitting there watching it with Stefan last night. And he remembered. Half Jake! Half Jake! Half Jake! <laughs> he was remembering a lot of parts of it, but then he'd be like, yeah, oh, right here, babe. <laughs> but listen, listen to the noise. And then it would be like the sonic, like, whoa. And he'd be like, that's so cool. <laughs> I will say, to give it credit, there was a couple of jokes that did land. A couple of the bits did land. I'm trying to remember what they were. There was a, I want to say like Bernie Mac, when Bernie Mac was on screen, he, oh, was, he was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. He was, he was the car salesman. Oh, he yeah. He had a couple of funny bits. He was like, it, yeah, was we comedic. talked about him briefly in episode number four, which was Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And John, I mean, John Turturro, probably just because he's, he's so great. funny. He's I love funny. him. He was what? Simmons. He was the fed. He's, he's uh, the fed that he gets pissed on. Yeah. Oh, and okay. he has to take off his clothes. He's, yeah. He's in uh uh Does he get uh, it? Um Severance. Yes. He is. Yeah. 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 A round of applause in the studio from Miles. I was trying to remember the name of the show. But yeah, shout out to Tuturo. He was fantastic. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. As absolutely. as an adult. S- same. I thought he was great. His energy. I like, I like the part when the guy eats all the donuts and then he's like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, thing. that, that yeah. Board, Mariah was talking over that bit, but that was a good bit. And he like, Sorry. he's like, it was our, it was our <laughs> he immediately <laughs> falls. <laughs> he's good. But An- Anthony Anderson? Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Who? Um, what else is he in? He looks familiar. Kangaroo, Kangaroo Jack. Jack. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. In the behind the scenes, People were talking about how difficult it was to match eye lines with the robots and act alongside something yeah, that isn't there. Sense. I can imagine. And yeah. he was like, I've done this before with a kangaroo. <laughs> like, <"Yeah>, whatever. <laughs> I got experience. You guys ain't got shit yeah, on got me. Nothing. No. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. There's a lot Actual of things. Cannibal. There's, there's a lot of things to be said about Shia LaBeouf. Holes. However, at, at this point in his career, 
they had not really emerged some of the issues. So I'm not going to talk about them and take up time talking about that. But yeah. we recognize Shia LaBeouf. Fury. Has his issues. Flawed man. But aren't we all? He did this movie. He was about 21. And they made him do a lot of iffy stunts in this movie. First thing they did on set was when he gets chased by the dogs. Oh, and yeah. Michael Bay did this because it was kind of one of those like mess with the new guy things. Your first day in set, we're going to make you get chased by dogs. And the dogs are supposed to divert to the trainer. And there's a guy in a suit, mm-hmm. you know, the dog suit. And they're supposed to like get oh, him. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I wouldn't do that. And they would just chase Shia LaBeouf offset. Go and on. there's footage of Michael Bay. And you can see him going. And Michael Bay's like laughing and have a good time watching him get chased offset by these vicious dogs. That's cool. Did the dogs ever get him? Um, no, he did not get bitten, which is good. Apparently, there's because they have the chains dragging uh-huh. behind them. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And there was one guy, I think it was like a camera operator or somebody was like, yeah, I like jumped and grabbed the chain so they want to like get him. Oh my God. Damn. Insane. And there, there's a lot of moments. It's, it's funny how much is in behind the scenes where Shia LaBeouf is sort of joking about what's going on, but you can see his eyes kind of <laughs> like, like the pain inside yeah. his eyes. There's one bit. So linking in Morse code. Yeah. The SLS. <laughs> yeah. There's this one bit where Barricade, he is the cop car. Uh-huh. When he encounters him and he's like, are you ladies man 217? And he's like smashing on the hood of a car. Yeah. And then when he runs off the car, he pushes the car. But really there's a piston underneath the car that shoots up. And Shia LaBeouf is like sitting on the hood and he's like, I'm really worried about this. He could like see the fear, the fear in his eyes. He's like, you're not going to like blow up before I get off the car. And Michael Bay in his wisdom sits back in his chair with his megaphone. And he says, trust me. And that's all the consolation he gives. Just from like oh, 60 feet away. That's the only consolation he gives to yeah, 20-year-old Shia LaBeouf. Behind bulletproof glass, he's going, yeah, trust yeah. me. Well, you, and there's you, a, you're good, man. There's another bit where it's Shia LaBeouf. He's pointing at the cameras. And he's like, yeah, they've got these bulletproof shelters around the cameras, but I've got nothing. And he's like, the actors are expendable, is what he said. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a scene where he's on the ledge where Megatron shows up at the end of the movie, and he's like hanging onto a statue at the ledge. Uh. They made him do that for real. Michael Bay went up to Shia and Shia was like, so we're getting like a stunt actor. We're doing this different. He was like, oh no, you're doing it. Doing it for real. And so they had a wire on him like attached to his waist, but he's hanging off of an actual building in downtown LA. Before they shoot this scene, Shia is standing behind the director's chair and he's saying, he says this I'm verbatim. He says they can build up Optimus Prime. They can blow up the Pentagon, but they can't find a way to keep Shia off the ledge. Right, Michael Bay? And Michael Bay walks past him, ignores him, Sits down in the seat in front of him and then looks at the camera. It just does not respond to him. <laughs> this seems like a completely healthy movie set. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! It. I, I mean, it could have. It could have been a joke. It could have been like a bit they were doing, but it, it didn't I, come off. I don't off. think so. I like, don't think that's after everything you've told us. Yeah. It's it's hard because yeah, there's some bits where they you'll see Michael and Shy kind of like having this sort of jokey like oh come on man kind of thing, but it's hard to tell like how much is real and how much isn't. I think maybe it's a mix of both. But Shia was made to do a lot of stuff. He did a lot of running. I think he he lost like 12 pounds because he's just running all oh, the time for this movie. And running and shouting. Yeah. Now, Megan Fox. <sighs> Megan Fox. See, before they cast Megan Fox, Michael Bay just kept talking about how hot Michaela was going to be. She was, she was going to be so hot. They were going to cast someone so hot. By the way, I told Mariah this. Michaela, named after Michael Oh. <laughs> and in the movie, her last name is Baines. But uh, here's the really kicker. Um, he said, uh, he told his casting agent, you know, we're going to cast the most gorgeous 18-year-old out there. I hate it. 
She was 18, by the way. I Megan hate Fox it was 18. So much, dude. Mm. Apparently, when when he was casting her, like <laughs> um, he asked her, A, if she could run, and two, if she had a nice stomach. No, no. And then apparently, in the like, uh, when they're casting, they had her like faux work on a car. Like, so they could look at her body. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I Got guess. It. Got it. Yeah, so this shit sounds like it's like very, very bad. Like I said, both of these kids were not treated very well. Okay. But yes, we do not like Michael Bay. Still, Michael this Bay is, sounds like a piece this of This is shit. unprofessional. This is this is fu- this is fucked up. This is pretty. <sighs> this fucked is up. bad. Yeah, yeah. So get the word out there, Michael Bay. Don't stop, stop it. But hey, we got Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. He voiced Optimus Prime. He is the voice of Eeyore. <gasps> I love Eeyore. He's, Eeyore. He's done a lot of other. Voices. I have a giant stuffed animal, Eeyore. Eeyore is great. I have a giant stuffed Optimus Prime. Do you really? No. I was like, oh. Uh, one day in middle school, I think I was having a hard time. It was like the first day of middle school. Uh, my sister uh, snuck into my locker and she put up a big sticker of Optimus Prime in my locker. So when I went to my locker, I saw Optimus and like Transformers stuff and it made my day better. You know, that I'm noticing cool. a trend. You like humanoid robots. <laughs> Yeah, I liked robots. I like machinery. I like things that go and like whether it be a transformer or a bionicle or a Robocop. I was gonna say bionicles are very much in the same vein. Yeah, I like I like machinery and just like. But anyways, Megatron originally is voiced by a man named Frank Welker, who we've talked about before. He uh, he voiced Scooby Doo and he was did voices in Gremlins, and he's done. A lot of voices. He's like the third highest grossing actor ever because he's just voiced so many things. But they got Hugo Weaving to voice Megatron for this movie. He is in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's... Because he, his he's name in, is familiar. He's in The Matrix. He's... I'm forgetting his name. He's the bad guy. Agent... Agent Smith. Smith. There it is. Yeah. I believe that's him. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, come castrate me. D- um, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't... don't. Come castrate me. But hey, that's the wonderfulness of the casting decisions behind the movie Transformers 2007. Now, we're going to talk about some more technical fun stuff. We're going to talk about the good part of this movie, the special effects. Yes. And the VFX. Very good. Very, very, very good. It's, this movie is like 17 years old. Holds up. It, it holds up extremely well. So they did a ton of storyboarding, a ton of digital previs. That's pre-visualization for the effects and stuff because they had to think about if a transformer is standing here and he's casting a shadow on somebody, do they need to be having that shadow casting on that person in real time? Mm-hmm. Then they need to be casting the shadow of an imaginary robot when there's nothing there. And then because it'll work once they add everything together. So you got to be very thoughtful and you got to have a lot of foresight. <sighs> the philosophy for, you know, the cinematography was, uh, they wanted, Sorry, again, just the <laughs> side know, leading into it. <laughs> they wanted a lot of, you know, Getting it as close to the action as possible, as well as filming as much as Megan Fox's stomach as you could, was apparently very important for mm-hmm. the, the uh, visual language of the film. <laughs> Michael Bay, for all his pitfalls, he did. And, and there's a lot. There's a lot of pitfalls. He, incredible amount of pitfalls. He does get one thing kind of consistently right in his movies, is his approach to visual effects. He, he's focusing on the right things. He emphasizes two things, doing as much work practically as possible. And focusing on very specifically the lighting. He's very, very, very picky about this. And so to talk about the latter, if if a robot is flying around 
and he shoots up a building and it explodes, they actually blow up the building. You know, or if a robot flips a car, then they actually flip the car. They don't do the car CG. They don't do the explosion CG. They do as much of it as real as they can. They want to essentially just leave the robot as the only thing that's CG with maybe like, you know, if they're bullets or missiles and stuff flying around. Mm-hmm. But the explosions and the impacts and stuff are actually done in camera, which is pretty cool. Very good. And for the lighting, would have, so ILM and Digital Domain worked on this movie. I'll talk more about them in a moment. But they would come to set and they would essentially, they had these things called HDRIs, which are high mm-hmm. dynamic range images. Yep. And they would use them to just capture as much data about the lighting and the environment as possible. Miles is going to know more about this. So if yeah, you do you anything, want me to go into it? Maybe not too much, but okay. if you want to add a little bit more, yeah. Well, effectively, so in HDRI, <clears throat> its primary use is when you're doing visual effects and stuff like that, and you you have a shiny object, it's going mm. to, well, okay, all objects, not just shiny ones, but it's going to reflect stuff. And so an HDRI is going to get the darkest dark parts in your shot and the brightest bright parts of your shot, all high quality. Because normally when you take a photo, you know, either uh, the shadows have detail, but the highlights are blown out. Or you have detail in the bright spots, but the darks are just pitch black. You can't see anything. So in the blacks HDRI, are crushed. You have crushed the blacks probably a little too much. So an HDRI effectively gives you all the detail of all the range so mm-hmm. that when you go into post-production um, and you're putting robots in the scenes, you have HDRIs of the actual environment, which is really high quality. So you're, how this fake light is hitting your fake object is going to be very realistic. Yeah, because you, you need to be able to replicate what it was on the actual set filming that in, in the post-production to get a better sense of yeah. what the lighting was. And generally, in my opinion, when it comes to VFX not looking realistic, I think it comes down to lighting and animation. Okay, so in my opinion... Well, <laughs> no, your opinion is 100% correct because here's a little history. We humans are, mm-hmm. we, we still got that lizard brain, right? I got that, I got that pattern lizard seeking yeah, brain. Yeah, so basically our evolution and everything, like down to how many, you know, rods versus cones we have in our eye mm. is made to be able to pick out differences in lighting and movement so that we don't die from predators, essentially. Yes. And so if, you know, a shadow isn't falling right, our brains are made to pick that stuff up. Um, and so when you're doing visual effects, lighting is one of the most important things because we are hotwired to pick out the stuff that doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, and Michael Bay does a very good job. We're little machines. He does. And I, I think, too, it also helps is the fact that the Transformers themselves are not organic material. Mm-hmm. I think what's really difficult is when they try to do things with, like, skin because the way light interacts with skin and stuff you is have subsurface very, scattering, very difficult. But when you have robots, you can kind of understand how something reflects off metal. Yeah, they they did a lot of research though, looking at how light reflects off of different like paints and lacquers and chrome finishes and things on like car metal and stuff. I also want to take back my prior statement where I said Michael Bay did a very good job. The VFX teams did a very good job. Yes, yeah. I, I suppose Michael Bay does a good job at sort of leading and prioritizing that through the production, mm-hmm. but. Yes, the VFX team again, ILM, Digital Domain, fantastic, fantastic job. Uh, we're going to jump over now. We're going to talk about practical effects, special effects. Lots of stunts in this movie. A lot of stunt things. Yeah. 
we're going to talk about a little bit of the stunt arsenal. So they had little go-kart things that could go up to like 80 miles an hour that were really low to the ground and they would put cameras on this so they could get those like low angle shots of the cars mm-hmm. driving on the highway oh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of like POV sort of things. They had this car called the Bay Buster, which was a big truck with like the cow catcher on the front, like the sort of triangle. Oh, yeah. And that would drive directly behind like the carnage and stuff and it would actually like push cars out of the way and catch debris and stuff and it would just keep going. So Damn. That was pretty cool, I guess. Hmm. Um, they had hundreds and hundreds of retrofitted vehicles where they take out the engine and the transmission and then they launch it with pistons and cannons. Yeah, try and, to make it as light as and possible. And blow it up. Yeah, so they make it as light as possible, which would be an interesting job to be like a movie set mechanic where you yeah. just like deal with that kind of thing. I think that could be a fun job. I'd like to do that, but I'm not smart enough for Probably it. Probably a lot of math in it, actually. Probably, yeah. You gotta think like, okay, car's this heavy, piston can shoot out this much force and mm-hmm. X amount of time. yeah. It'll go this high, this far. I sent a video into the our, our group chat where there's a behind the scenes where they launch a car and it actually accidentally flies into a nearby building that yeah. wasn't planned. And then they walk over to it and you see a car up in a window because <laughs> they didn't uh, calculate that right, apparently. Clearly. <laughs> Tons of pyrotechnics and explosives. Very important for this movie. Very good. And most importantly to the stunt arsenal was the stunt people, and including the stunt drivers. You know, there's a lot of stunt drivers. Shout out to you guys. A lot of stunt drivers who had to wear all black and try and blend into the seats so it didn't look like people were driving the cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. Um, oftentimes they just little, tint little the black windows. morph suits. <laughs> yeah. So, which was weird because they give the, the, the helicopter. helicopter and the police car like a, a hologram. Yeah. yeah it's interesting they didn't do that. For, I guess the Autobots can't do that. That makes sense. Because they have like, because they're not deceptive. Like, no, they're not deceptive like the Decepticons. Ooh, he figured it out. He figured, he figured it out. It he figured, out. figured, it, figured out. it out. I figured it out. But shout out to the crew. They were really firing on all cylinders. Um, when I talked earlier Ooh, about that was not... a good. Uh... <laughs> um, they did a great job watching the behind the scenes and seeing the work they did under the direction of Michael Bay and what they had to endure. Fantastic, fantastic crew. Crazy. I want to talk about the highway chase scene. Um, the, a transformer Decepticon called Bone Crusher comes out. He's a mind-sweeping vehicle. He's got a giant comb on on his truck, and he transforms. And Optimus transforms, and then they go to fight each other. And there's a bit where Bone Crusher crashes through a bus. That bus was real. They actually blew it up on a highway and then added him in post. And so what they did is they filmed at the end of Interstate 210 in San Bernardino because it was unfinished at the time, and a lot of movie productions would actually film there because. I was gonna like say unfinished. I was like it, it seems familiar. Like I think I was freeway. I yeah, think I was a, uh, reading about another movie that like is Oh wait, wait, wait. Is it uh nope. Nope. They used a different mm. unfinished highway for plane trains and automobiles mm. in New York. That's what okay. it was. Oh yeah. We yeah, got there that. in the end. My it's brain just worked a good, on it. A good place to find highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they filmed there and so they had stunt driver Richard Epper was driving a bus. He wasn't actually driving. They had the bus being towed at sixty miles an hour. So he's sitting inside the bus at 60 miles an hour. And once I got up to speed, there's another truck ahead of the bus that has a cable connected to the back of the bus. And once they got to speed, they pulled the bus through it sideways. And then once it goes sideways, they hit a charge and it blows up the bus in the middle. They cut away the tow cable. And then the back half of the bus has a piston that shoots into the ground and then launches the back half of the bus into a spiral. And then the front half of the bus then crashes into a median and it stops. And there's a man. And there's a man inside the front half of that bus. 
Holy cow. So he, how much he did, did he get paid? <laughs> I, no, no one mentioned how much he got paid, but Richard Epper, the stunt driver, good job, man. Um, that is, yeah, that's that was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I was able to see in the behind the scenes how much they sat there and like plan this out and really work together. And another thing. So his sets are safer than Jackie Chan's. But Jackie Chan is cooler than Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although the By difference is, miles. I forgot to mention in the bit where Sam is on the ledge, there's a there's a cutaway with Michael Bay talking about it. And he's like, oh, I'd never do that. I'd never do that in a million years. It's like, come on, man. You can't force someone to do something that you want to do yourself. Well, and that's why, like, specifically for Jackie Chan. Yeah. Because um, he would do that. He'd be like, I, I want right. to do Well, um, for his uh, stunt company, I believe basically the stunt coordinator tries everything first. Oh, okay. To make sure, like, if yeah. I can do it, then you can do it. It's right. not, oh, hey, go do this. Well, I would never do that. It's, mm-hmm. I'm only going to ask you to do something that I have done before so you know that it's safe. Thanks, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Good man. Good man, Jackie Chan. We're tying in a lot of previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, name dropping. Go watch them. Go watch them. Go watch them. Also, Good job, just guys. to refer back to um, Visual Flex, ILM, and Digital Domain. Digital Domain, by the way, was founded by James Cameron, Scott Ross, and Stan Winston. Pretty cool. And they also did some practical effects. K&B did effects. The frozen Megatron that you see in the like uh, hangar. That's real. They built that up. And there's a couple of other like practical, like Frenzy, the little guy uh, who's the boom box. Who I called Little Man. Little Man. Little man. Yeah. He, um, there's a couple of times where he's a practical puppet. I did notice that. Yeah. I noticed that he was a practical puppet. And I went, mm-hmm. nice. There's a couple of times Bumblebee too had a practical thing and mm. they, they use it a couple of times. And when you're looking for it, you can see it and it's like, ah, yeah, he's not moving. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's usually just sort of like an over the shoulder or like a distant shot. Like yeah. when he gets pepper sprayed and then they knock him out in the in the la river uh you can see him just like stiff as a board (laughs) just sitting there (laughs) he gave up no but to talk about the visual effects one last time with all the moving parts of all the transformers and especially if you had multiple transformers on screen at one moment it could take them about 38 hours to render a single frame oh lord holy shit which is a lot and in the second movie they actually have a transformer called Devastator who has... He's the big, he's massive the bi- He's the big, massive one that consists of like five of them. And I think he's got like 60,000 pieces like total or something. Oh. And they had like render farms that were trying to render him out. And they actually had a fire happen when they were trying oh. to render him <laughs> at one point. So, crazy. Damn. But that wraps it up for effects. I'm going to just uh, tag on here little production notes. Yeah. Primarily locations. Uh, although this movie had a lot of improv, particularly with the comedy aspects. Uh, Spielberg, remember, he was a producer on this. He would look at the dailies and he'd be like, that's not in the script. And they'd flip a page and be like, that's not in the script. <laughs> None of this is in the script. And apparently they really would just sit there and be like, okay, I don't know, figure something out. Um, Dad, we need help with this. I'm going to pretend to be Michael Bay. Oh, are we Adelaide? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, that was really good. It's a good shot you did. Not funny enough. If you could Optimus! If you could toss in a Optimus! another piss joke. Um yeah, I've got okay, hold on. I have humping here. I'm gonna have Optimus Prime humps the house and then he, he <laughs> pisses all over it in the next scene. And then um okay, and then the dog humps the house with Optimus Prime. Uh-huh. Can you have him hump Megan Fox um, instead? And then, oh my god. Uh, and then <laughs> Megan Fox is blown up to a forty feet tall. 
<laughs> she's stepping on everybody. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it it is really messed up knowing um, that Michael she, Bay. She, hold on, she becomes Mega Fox. Mega Fox. <laughs> Mega oh. Fox. <laughs> oh, um, knowing knowing that Michael Bay was like a motorhead and he really likes cars, and that he wrote this character of a woman who's really into cars and works on cars. It's just like a really weird like. Dude, it's female him. It's just yeah, like I guess he it, wanted, I guess it it's like is. he wishes. Yeah, he couldn't even write a woman. He just had to write He's himself like, as I a woman. I want to be a pretty girl. <laughs> yes, this movie was given a budget of somewhere between 150 to 200 million dollars. Oh my! And it, my. it made about 709.7 million dollars. Damn! It got a profit. This was the highest grossing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. non sequel movie. Um, like still or at the time? I believe still, but that could be wrong. Okay. How did the how did the fans take the? Because the fans didn't like the, all the new designs. <sighs> a lot of the, a lot of the fans did not. A lot of the still... nerd fans did not. I don't think they still do. People don't like these movies. Um, yeah. With reason. I don't think it's a good movie. Again, I, I'm very nostalgic for this movie. But if you like robots and explosions and guns, then you're gonna have a somewhat decent time. Plus, it had Lincoln Park playing at the end. So <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> The hardest needle drop any movie ever. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, they shot in a lot of places. It's a very location-heavy movie. So at the beginning, the Air Force Base, that is Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, actually oh. the Air Force Base. The desert scenes where they're in the Middle East is actually shot in New Mexico, specifically hmm. the White Sands Missile Range, where they test explosives, atomic explosives, I'm sorry, for what? bombs, nuclear bombs. They're bombs. <laughs> so before they started filming, they had to do a uh, ordnance sweep of the area to make sure there was no mines or anything uh, yeah, in the sand. Don't blow up your casting crew, And uh, it was very hot. It would be 115 degrees. Yeesh. People are running around yelling in military gear and stuff, which I guess is what they do in the military. The sand dunes. It would get so windy that the sand dunes would actually move in on them. They would shift and get closer and close in the perimeter of the, the film set. You bring up the nuclear testing. Nuclear testing. Which reminds me, are the Autobots radioactive? I told Mariah this watching it because they test them for radiation. Yeah, 20 rats. They don't, they don't relate that at all in the other movies, but the, the, the implication that they're radioactive and emitting radiation and just like giving people cancer yeah. constantly is something that they, they dumped. They dumped. They definitely do not, do talk, not about. talk about ever again. He does die... In the later movies, because he's in the third movie, and then he's no longer in the other movies. Well, actually, I think in the Mark Wahlberg movie, one of them, it's just like on TV. It's like, oh, Sam Witwicky died in a tornado. I died in a tornado. tornado? It's literally a tornado. Oh my god! There's something. It's something like that where it's like just like mentioned casually on the side that he died. They actually filmed at the Hoover Dam as well as the Pentagon, which was the first time since the 9/11 attacks. They filmed in the Pentagon. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Like, remember, this was a very pro-military movie. I get, yeah, it was essentially I like a brand that. deal with how. the military. So they, yeah. they, let him, they filmed in the Hoover Dam as well. Crazy. And then uh, they filmed uh, in Los Angeles, here in Los Angeles. It took them about six weekends for the final battle scene. Well, they're <sighs> up in the Griffith Observatory too. Yes, that was another one that was very hard to get because no one had filmed there in like five years and it was like closed off. And so that's how they got. They also got helicopters to fly under the bridge over the LA River, which is a very, very difficult thing to do. Generally, yeah. you're not allowed to get anything below 500 feet. Um, so 
letting that happen was kind of insane. LA River is coming in clutch, by the way. Is it? Well, just how rainy it's been. Yeah, it is rainy. And I sent another clip in the in the group chat where you know they filmed on the LA River and with the helicopters, it would spit up a bunch of water. Mm. And because no one knows where the water in the LA River comes from, everyone was wearing safety glasses and goggles because it's a bunch of, as Shia LaBeouf put it, man piss. Yeah. And, um, if you fly helicopters through it, you get man piss on your man body. Yeah, man it's, piss on your man body, on your man clothes. It's not pleasant. Overall, the movie started production on April 22nd and finished October 4th. So it was about six months of production. And, uh, All right. That's what we got. That's what we got. Now, closing remarks. We have discussion. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to go first? Anyone got any thoughts? I got thoughts. I can go if you'd prefer that I go first, but... No, I, I can go. Here's the thing. This movie is not marketed or aimed at me in any way shape or form it is not i like cars they're cool yeah i I, um i thought the visual effects still held up knowing that it was 2007 and you could release it today and i would still think it's pretty decent yeah that's kind of all that i like about it (laughs) (laughs) all right um well okay i like john Turturro's character and arwin from sweet life of zach and cody i liked him in that as well he's the janitor He's like the the, oh, the maintenance guy. Yeah, he was. He's in the car with John Turturro. He he has a gun smack into his head because there's a bit where the Transformers like zap up all their guns. Yeah, and one of the prop guns hits him in the side of the head. Oh. You can see him go oh, hold his face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like I liked their kooky characters. I thought he was funny. I know that like there's different timelines going on and they all converge at the end. It really <laughs> jumped around. It was like it was oh here we really- go Middle East. <laughs> LA. Oh, back to Middle East. LA. Here's a, um, here's a high school boy trying to pick up a girl, and then all of a sudden it's Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So that was that was a bit much for me. Yeah. The the hypersexualization of Megan Fox, I didn't fuck with. No. Um, the dialogue, a lot of times I felt it was needless because I feel that there's there there's like a plot, sure, but like I don't know. It's just it's just cars and robots blowing up and fighting each other. That's the price of admission. And, <laughs> That's um, what I came for. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it it kind of lost me towards the end. Not not like confused me. Um, I you think were just it, out of it. Yeah, I just kind of like didn't care at that point. Honestly, mm-hmm. it uh just didn't really retain my attention. And I think it could have been thirty minutes shorter. Yeah, and especially hearing about how horrible Michael Bay is. Yeah, yeah. you know what? My score for this is gonna drop because um, fuck him. I've been and, struggling uh, with that. With I, how I, I don't score need it. to see this movie again. I'm I'm like cool not. <laughs> that's my take miles okay <clears throat> you know me no vfx worries. i love it mm-hmm. I, I think vfx are super cool i love big robots fighting other big robots i am actually not that big of a car guy um i don't know uh toyota to a volkswagen all right i do <laughs> all right well i don't um, um, if you show me the symbol, I could tell you. If you yeah. show me the symbol, yeah. But if you, you know, but I do like giant robots fighting each other. I do like how grounded everything is, though. Yes. Everything felt like big robot is there. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you know how in like Pacific Rim, everything's shot from the point of view of a person. So you're yeah. like, whoa, look at like it feels like it's not. We weren't we weren't flying around. Yeah. At, you know, twelve so, feet up to. Yeah. It it that was nice. While watching it, I did think, hmm, they could probably do with less of 
Megan Fox waist shots. Yeah. Like when she's fixing the car in the early part of the movie yes. and you're just like That's most egregious. We don't need we don't need to see Shia LaBeouf getting a boner. We just it's not it's not necessary. I want to see robots fighting. I don't want to see this. You right? Get the gross women out of my robot movie. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Michael and, Bay. And then the, when she's like talking to Shia LaBeouf and she's like, "Oh, you know, something about a guy with big muscles and this and that. And he does the like, oh, yeah, I, I installed like a light like yeah, back there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, I didn't think that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was, it was a silly bit. When was that? You weren't, I, you weren't paying attention because I that looked point. at you to see if you noticed and you weren't looking. <laughs> Mariah, my score will also be going down because of what I've learned about Michael Bay. So, yeah, um, on the same wavelength. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of issues with Michael Bay and... Again, this was a huge movie for me as as a child. I watched this movie many, many times. I had I loved Transformers. I had tons of the toys and you know, this passion would continue forward. And in the second movie I would be like getting like behind the scenes leaks of production on the second movie and trying to like suss out what the story is and which characters are there. Like Transformers is a really big thing for me. So going through it and researching it now, it was very sad to see these production <laughs> yeah. faults that they had and also just yeah. Yeah, the construction of this film, it's very just Hollywood blockbuster. Like, you know, we're not going for anything deep here. It's just, it's, it's action. It really is just look at robots. Y- yeah. Despite Michael Bay, I, I do have to show a lot of admiration for the crew and the stunt people and the visual effects. They did an amazing job and they are the best part of this movie, in my opinion. Like I said, even even though I'm grown, watching two martial, you know, two robots like martial arts fight each other and spin around and do these sick judo moves is cool watching a transformer yeah. bust through a bus that's real and the stunt drivers did all that work to make it do it, it and they cool. they shoot a gun and when you have a jet a jet transforms and then he grabs he grabs a little bridge thing like a monkey bar and then he swings up on yeah. top of it and lands like a like a cool little pterodactyl thing that's sick i think that's neat. Is sick. Um, you're not wrong it is fucking cool i do think it's very cool i do think this movie is very interesting in the way that it's like it's like this weird, like post nine eleven, like patriotic, like pandering mixed with the brand deals. Like it's it's this very weird, like American muscle, it like the the Mountain Dew soda machine. Yeah, the that Mountain turns Dew, into a and you got an Xbox in it. You got Furbies. In, like it, it's very odd how it was. It feels like it's just sort of a giant commercial. Yeah, I felt like they ripped off the one part from Mitchell's versus the Machines, though. <sighs> mm, yeah, they went into the future and they <laughs> they ripped off a movie from the future. Anyways, what a fascinating movie. Interesting time. At least it ends on a high note that is Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan was going hard. Yelling, yelling you know. Uh-huh. He's like, he's like, oh, the, the, the needle drop and then the title drop at the end. Like, yeah, it doesn't get better than this. Like, that is cinema. I don't think any movie has ended better than that. And then you're, da, 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 You hear the music da, da, come up da, da, da. as Optimus uh-huh. Prime's giving a monologue. You know, I was ready to get up out of my couch and just start punching Decepticons right there. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up, can I go through the rest of the names that I came up with the, the, yeah, sure. the Transformers for? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, alternate names, and okay. you guys can guess what they are. Yeah. Yellow Man. That is Bumblebee. Yes. Um, I already talked about how Ramon was Optimus. Small Man was... What, Small Man frenzy. was the little... Boombox. Frenzy. Boombox. Yeah. Um, Trucky. Trucky? Yeah. That's the one that I would guess would be Optimus <sighs> Prime, because he's a fucking truck. 
uh, distinguish. So I don't know actually which one that was. Trucky's probably the pickup truck, right? Ironhide, oh. the pickup truck? Yeah, that has oh, to be Big Gun. Yeah. That has okay. to be Big Gun. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, there's a truck. Um, this one I named Get Out of the Way. Get Out of the Way? Wow, Get yeah, that way. one, that is an enigma. <laughs> that could that could be the tank. That could be the ambulance. It's the ambulance. The I was going to say it was the ambulance. Because oh, okay. like, you just get that. Yeah, when you see when you get out of the way. Um, and then the scorpion one, yeah, I called Scorper Robot. Scorper Robot. Right. And then, um, the helicopter one I called the Helicoptrix. Helicoptrix. Or, uh, al- alternately, Death Blade. So, Ooh. just, you know what, Michael Bay, yeah. if you're listening, because you can tell Death I'm a Blade. huge fan of this movie, um, you can just, you can just borrow those, you know, for free. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't uh, actually, charge you anything. He can't borrow Death Blade, because that's the name of my fursona. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got... He's a he's No, a, I don't want to hear about it. I'm Nightwing. I'm anyway. the baddest wolf in the forest and <laughs> Okay. All right. And I don't I carry, like where we I have two samurai swords. I'd on have my a back and... I'd have a red lightsaber, but I'm still a good guy. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, should we rate it? We should rate this should movie, rate guys. Okay. Go around. I think I might have the highest rating of you guys. We'll I think see. I think you will. Yeah. Um I'm going to give this one pretty damn low score. I'm gonna give it a three point five out of ten. Still higher than I gave Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, th- this again. This movie didn't really hold my attention. I know it was not meant for me, and it wasn't like I wasn't trying to watch it. I just like I just like didn't care by the end. Women, mm-hmm. am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Women. Um, and yeah, fuck Michael Bay. So three point five out of ten for me. Uh yeah, that's a very solid score. Um, I was gonna give this movie. A five. Middle of the road, a movie that exists. Mm. And then I heard everything about Michael Bay, and I bumped it down to a four. But then I remembered all the cool robot parts, and I was just like, ah, fuck, I do like the robots. I'm bumping it back up to a five. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a five and a half. The plot's not particularly good. No. Mm-mm. A lot of the writing isn't that great. A lot Correct. of it sounds uh-huh. silly. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, I'm sorry. We're fucking dummies. More out, oh, of, we out of what? Oh my god, you're right. Um, mine is uh 3.5 truckies out of 10 truckies. Nice. Mine is uh five car car cocks. Yeah. <laughs> Four robococks out of ten. Um I'm sorry, five robococks out of ten. I give it five and a half human beings um flicked by Transformers. Yeah, there's he flicks them <laughs> and then the guy goes, ah. Hey, that's the end, that's the end. Cool. Oh, we did it. I get a frenzy. He goes, Autobots assemble. Um, this was my favorite toy. It was the Han Solo and Chewbacca Millennium oh, Falcon. I had that one. Yeah. And they came together <clears throat> and made the Millennium Falcon. It was sick as fuck. I had. Probably at least a hundred Transformers in my lifetime. Yeah, at least. I think maybe I picked one up from McDonald's, like in a Happy Meal. But oh, that's I had the extent so many. I collected them. Do you want to set me up for? Yeah. So next episode, we'll be talking about a movie. Uh, presumably, I I would think we generally talk about movies. Mariah, what presumably movie? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know she's talked about it, but I've forgotten it. Um. Well, since we're getting. Kind of close to baseball season here. Oh, there it is. 42? No. Sandlot. 
no. to counteract the masculinity no. of this one. Yeah, um, I'm going in a very different direction from Transformers and Angels on the Outfield. No, Fuck. and women, the women, next movie, women, 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 women. He doesn't know anything. Women in baseball. Women. He doesn't know women in baseball. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing, Miles. In in two weeks, you're gonna learn a lot about him because okay. we're gonna be watching the 1992 A League of Their Own, directed by Penny own. Marshall, starring Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell. Um, I loved this movie as a kid, and uh, I loved playing baseball as a kid. This was a huge uh, influence on me, and I just figured I'd do something a little bit timely with baseball season coming up, and I love it. So, yeah, that, that'll be the next one. So make sure you watch it before uh, the next episode comes out. Benchwarmers. all right well until the next episode comes out you can follow us on social media as always we are the takes it took on twitter and instagram if you want to shoot us an email any suggestions corrections comments you just want to say hi you can send one over at the takes it took at gmail.com yeah until then stay safe have fun watch movies and um be careful about the cars that you buy because you never know what you're gonna get Uh, yep All right. Bye. Bye. You guys didn't try to dox yourselves today. No. It's very good. You can't do it every time. Keep them on their toes. Mm -hmm.